When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash station to station. You can also find us on Twitter at S2S podcast and on Tumblr at S2S podcast.tumblr.com. Special thanks to Daniel Manning from Ars Paradoxica for production help. Episode 6, Legacy Systems. Log uh, 30, day 40, 20, 30 hours. It's... it's been quite a week. I've made some progress on the case of the disappearing research partner, just not in the direction expected. I am not dying to find out just how much weirder it can get around here. I mean, an undercover fed and a journo now trying to root out a network of corporate spies? That's not... That doesn't happen in real life. That's something off the telly. Just how many people on the ship are actual scientists? I... Uh... I've been blacking out recently. I think it might just be insomnia kicking in again. It feels like he's slipping away from me. I keep trying to hold on to whatever I have left of John in my head just to just just to make sure that I can, I guess. A memory. A whisper. Anything to prove that he was alive. And The more I try, the more disoriented I get. I'm losing him. The deeper into this I go, the farther away he feels. Field Notes, May 6, Progress Report. The current list of persons of interest is 17 people long, narrowed down from 30. I have no doubt that Maliks have their own people on board, and that one, they would all know each other, and two, have been sent to keep an eye on the researchers, which is a newer development in the investigation. 
Whatever front this is for, it is also an investment. Newfound assets in the investigation are Dr. Miranda Chuan, biochem researcher, and Nellie Cochran, undercover reporter. I honestly do not know who I trust less. Cochran's been around talking to people more than I have, but she's secretive and coy. As for Chuan, she... Certain ideas about what we're dealing with that, uh... God, whatever. This whole thing is insane. Audio log of Janelle Cochran, research ship Astrid, May 6th. Oh boy, I... (laughs) Where do I start? You still don't believe us, do you? You realize what you're talking about is literally impossible? You've seen what it does. You came banging at my door at 4am. Don't just walk away now because you don't like the explanation we gave. I'm not. I'm not rejecting it, but you have to admit that as far as explanations go, this is kind of a lot to wrap my head around. What do you want us to say? That it was some kind of psychiatric drug? A mind trick? That we just hallucinated the people we've spent years with? No, of course not. Of course I don't think that. Just just let me get my head around this. When did you realize it was what it was? I, uh, I had a feeling that it was. Okay, that sounds stupid. Look, I know it's a long shot, but... I looked through the notes and calculations, and I think that they built something using this altered version of the Jude engine that had the ability to warp space. Right. What else? That's it. That's all I've got. There were also some drawings in John's notebook that pointed to the ship's engine room. So you went to investigate? Yes, I went down to investigate. Hmm, good riddance to that. I've been through everything. I've poured over every note, every scribble I have. Malik's built something, in secret and on the sly, and they hurt a lot of people. Costello's entire research crew disappeared. You said the ship was packing too much food? That's because we're 20 to 30 people shorter than originally planned. Listen, we've shown you ours. Time for you to fess up. We started this investigation about eight months ago. At first it was irregularities with credit reports and IRS files, transactions to companies they made no plans to invest in. Nothing that had us on high alert, but enough for us to dig deeper. Then about a week before mob, I get news that the CEOs bought a research vessel from the Canadian government. Bought a research vessel? As in, this ship is owned by... Marcus Bailey, yeah. Oh, he went through all the loopholes and shell corporations necessary, but it all leads back to him. Is that why the ship is called the SS Astrid and not the RV Astrid? Oh, yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah, that is weird. Was that part of his evil scheme? Call it a steamship and hope no one calls his bluff? Actually, I think that could just be a marketing thing. Billy's a bit of a kook. I don't know. Look, we're getting off track. (laughs) Yeah, so, back to tax fraud. Yes, tax fraud. 
sorry that my explanation is not as colorful as yours. So, what now? What would you do now if you were investigating this with your team? In a normal investigation, I'd have started interviewing people. But this is not exactly a normal investigation, so... So, we improvise? Look, it can't get weirder or worse than this, so tell you what. You can start with talking to the scientists, find out more about them, where they're from, what they're working on, get friendly. Anyone that sticks out, go with your instinct. There's like 80 people. I've narrowed it down to about a dozen likely to be potential witnesses, suspects, and collaborators. I know it's not a lot to go on, but we can start here and see where it gets us. Eleven PM unofficial log. I figured it out. The gaps in the memory, the the secrecy, that that long unending corridor. They built something. That lab facility, wherever it is, they built something there with the ability to warp space. But I think there's more to it. I think I think it's been erasing people from time. I... I know what I'm about to do is not ethical. I'm not proud of having to do it, but out of necessity and out of need to arm ourselves with whatever knowledge Malix has, the following experiment is an attempt to understand the technology. If anyone is listening, if this comes of any use in any way to anyone. Please forgive me for this. Testing, testing. What are you doing? This thing is itchy. Stop that. You're going to damage the microphone. Why do we all have to wear a wire? Isn't it enough that just Reva has one? We have recorders. Look, the more that you try to adjust it, the more uncomfortable it's going to get. It's just a bit... Oh, bugger. Okay, I think mine's stuck on my bra. Just give me a sec. Christ, you two. Hold still. Cochrane, come here. (laughs) Whoa, okay. Buy me a drink first. Oh, oh my God, your hands are cold. Seriously, Reva has one already. Why do we all have to wear one? Because you're now officially part of the investigation, we need to record everything you say or hear for evidence. You mean you don't trust us not to muck this up? Did you just have two more of these on you? Like, just just carrying it around? I like to be prepared. And can you blame me? Your display of interrogation skills was not exactly, shall we say, exemplary. Uh, And these are earbuds. You'll be able to communicate with each other in case you have to split up. They only work on short distances, but should be good in a pinch. Be careful with them, I only have one pair of these. Testing, testing. So is it working? It's working. You're ready to go. I'm gonna be late for my shift, again. All the signs have been here all along. Literally everything has been under my nose and I refuse to look at it because I was scared and angry and... Once subject disappears from temporal residence, it appears all belongings and objects related to the subject also disappear. 
This includes all recordings of the subject over time, their previous possessions, and any and all records of their being. They have effectively never existed. However, based on experience, there's a grace period before everything is gone. Lab setup are as follows. Subject is a common albino lab rat, Rattus norwegicus. Subject will be sent into the lower deck at precisely 2400 hours. The time remaining before all traces are erased will be precisely recorded using various methods. Variables are as follows. Variable 1. A drawing of experiment subject pencil on paper. Variable 2. A digital photograph of experiment subject on phone. Variable 3. A recording of the subject's squeaks, footsteps and rattling around the cage, both digital and on cassette tape. Variable 4. A paw print that the subject made, ink on paper. Variable 5. Six pieces of fur from the subject's body. This concludes the methodology and setup. McKinley's not even on the list. Do you really she think... She said to go with our guts, didn't she? Yeah, but we could be wasting time. And stealing his lab notes while he's asleep? That's not nice. Then go after someone on the list. I'll focus on McKinley. What are you expecting to find on him exactly? I'm just playing a hunch. Mm-hmm. All right. Better explanation. He's... He's shifty, okay? I mean, what institution is he even from? I, I don't think we've ever talked about it. See? I mean, have you seen him talk or, or socialise or even interact with anyone else? Well, I, I heard him having a row with Simmons last week. Something about uh, he was accusing her of trying to steal his results or something. I just thought he was being a bit of an ass. Right. But aside from that, nothing, right? I snuck a glance at his work once. It's got nothing at all to do with ocean research. Didn't make sense before, but if Malix has people on board... It's still a stab in yeah, the dark, Let's though. be honest with ourselves, Miranda. Do you really think that Santiago knows more about this than we do? She's been looking into white-collar criminals. The people behind this secret test facility, dubious experiment, bleak holes in the fabric of time, space. Do you think they would be middle management types? No. No, you're right. She was this last desperate grab at the light and turns out it's another dead end. We're not getting any closer, are we? <sighs> I mean, that's not what I mean. This is just a bit out of her area of expertise, so... Oh. Oh, hello. A leather notebook? A smoking gun. Let me see. It could just be a work log, but... There's no significant timestamps. Four number sequences... Do you think there's some kind of cipher? Let's just take some photos first. We can look at it later. Here, hold the light. Shh, oh, I forgot to mute it. And your storage is full. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, for... Hold the light. I'll use mine.
I got it. Let's go. Come on, let's get back to mine. No, not yet. I have an idea. Hey, I, uh... Sorry, it's been a while, hasn't it? Nothing to worry about, I promise. I just I just figured you didn't need a blow-by-blow blow of me sliding around my bunk every couple of minutes during the storm. You know? There weren't even any good food updates. It was just three days of make-your-own-sandwiches and cold cuts. <laughs> it's all fine now, anyway. Nothing to worry about. I... I already said that, didn't I? <laughs> I, um... I've been having a lot of weird dreams this week. Nothing, nothing that interesting. <laughs> They're just work-related, mostly, like... I'm on the deck of the Astrid in this one, helping this marine biologist bring her plankton net in. Picture, like, a giant butterfly net, but underwater. Anyway, so Dream Me asks her, what's so interesting about plankton, you know? Just, just making small talk. And she gives me this look like I... Gosh, she looked at me like I was the stupidest person. You know, the strange thing is I remember thinking in my dream, oh, that's that's just who she is. She's always like that. No point in caring what she thinks about. But I, I didn't... She's not someone from the lab, Aya. I've never seen her in real life, but it, it was so vivid. I knew so much about her. That's weird, right? <sighs> I don't know, I guess my subconscious thought I needed some imaginary French woman to insult me in a way I wouldn't care about. <laughs> Jeez. Maybe I should have told you about those cold cuts after all, eh? So pilfering some stuff from a lab is bad, but breaking and entering to the admin office for personnel files, oh, that's all handy. Hey, it's your hunch I'm following. You're lucky I've always disliked the bloke who does the admin. Stuffy old geezer always looks at me funny. I'll keep watch. Go get what you need. Okay, thanks. Madison McKinley, senior researcher, seven years, worked directly below Eugene Loshank. Okay, Loshank, Loshank. There you are. Eugene Loshank, project leader of risk management. Risk management? Huh. You're not on the manifest. Who are you? And why do you have a personnel file? Let's see. CV, application, research material request. What's this? Looks like activity readings from a two-day engine over a three to four month period. But those spikes are... Those figures are not possible. And what are these labels? 717LD 1305RC Are these commands? Or input codes? But what the hell are they? SDDWRAJC 
Have you got everything all... Oh. Oh, that's not a good look. You were right about McKinley. He's... He knows something. The numbers from this ledger over here? Look at that. I think they're timestamps. We need to match them to whatever's in the notebook. Let me have a look. Okay, um... So if the ledger has timestamps, do you think what's in McKinley's notebook could be dates? Maybe we just need to match it to graph readings, figure out which correlates to which? And another page filled with... What is this, random letters? No. Miranda, these are initials. Those are also the ones marked with asterisks. Let's get back to the cabin first. Miranda. April 7th. It, it has an asterisk. April 5th, too. What? Look, we can figure this out later. They're activity logs. Asterisks correspond with the graph patterns. They mark the times when... when it... when it took someone. Take these back to Reva. Make copies, as many as you can. I need to find McKinley. Wait. Wait, Miranda, wait. Zero one forty hours. Results log one. First trace of subject to disappear is variable four. A paw print that the subject made on paper. Results? Paper devoid of any imprint. Stupid thing. It walked into that death trap corridor like it was mesmerized. I thought I'd have more trouble, but... Zero three hundred hours. Results log two. Second trace of subject to disappear is variable two. A photograph of experiment subject one on phone. Results? The phone froze and needed a reboot at 2.37am. When it restarted, the photo of the subject was gone. Zero seven hundred hours. Results log three. No changes to either of the drawings of the experiment subject or the audio recordings yet. I don't want to miss it when they go... I wish there was someone here to trade off with. Zero nine hundred hours. Results log four. Third trace of subject to disappear is variable three. A tape recording of the subject squeaking. The digital recording just plays static, but... Huh. This is weird. The analog tape still has sound... Playback almost the same quality as before. Variable one. A drawing of experiment subject, pencil on paper, appears to be degrading. There's a smudge. Oh. No. That's my fingerprint. Twelve hundred hours. Results log five. Last trace of subject to disappear is variable five. Fur from the subject's body is gone after 23 hours and 40 minutes. Variable three. The tape recording is still playing. It's... Fine. So is the drawing. Everything else has faded from memory, but 
Both of them are fine. Hey, Chan. Hey, have you seen you Addison were... McKinley pass by? Uh... You had a, a, a bit of a tiff with him a while ago, no? No. That's not ringing any bells, man. Uh, you want to check out the lab tech? Or, uh... No, but thanks. Hey, have you seen Addison? Who? What field is he in? Uh, you share the same lab bench. Oh, um, never mind. I'll find him. Thanks. Dr. Chuan. Dr. Simmons. You're up early. You looking for something? Dr. McKinley, actually. I lent him a reference book, and I really need it back. He's not in his cabin, so I thought he might be in his lab. Uh, who? You mean Mackenzie, the lab tech? No, no, um, Addison McKinley from, um, from New York. He's, uh, tall, and he had, he's got dark hair, glasses. He... He worked in the lab next to mine. Not ringing any bells here. Are you... Whoa. You okay? You look like you're about to vomit. Yeah. I... I feel... We should get you to Dr. Sun. This could be serious. No. No. I need to find Reva. I... You're shaking. Let's get you to the medic room. This this could be serious. No. I'm, I'm fine. I'm... Whoa, Jesus, okay, okay, up we go. Hey, do we still have space for the new batch of- Whoa, she hit her head or something? What's going on? I found her like this. It's fine. I'll get her to the medic. Office is just down the corridor. You look like you're about to drop her on her head. Let me help you- I- She's I just a bit. Oh. Grab onto me. Not so tight. No sign of concussion, at least. This is something I've seen in migraine patients and certain patients recovering from stroke. I might need to keep her here for a while in case she needs more urgent medical attention. Did anything happen to her? I have no idea. I found her stumbling down the corridor asking for some lab tech. I thought she was seasick, but then she got this blank look on her face like she was having a seizure, so... I heard that she was looking for someone? She was babbling and incoherent. Should one of us stay with her? That's very nice of you, but I think I can... Doctors! Um, <clears throat> I'm here to, to pick up Dr. Chuan and see her to her room. <laughs> Uh, she's unconscious right now. That's, that's okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll wait right here. Right here. Until she wakes up and then I can sign her out. <laughs> can I, can I see her? This isn't a hospital, Miss Cochran. There's no need to sign her out. I'll see to it that she finds her way back to her cabin when she's awake and lucid. How did you know she was down I here? I really, really need to speak to her. I, I've been so worried. Please... 
Doctor, I, I, I just want to make sure she's all right. All right. Five minutes. She's in need of rest. As for the two of you, I think she's in good company. Thank you for bringing her to me. Thank you so much. Laying it on a bit thick, weren't you? I'm glad you're awake. We should go. Can you walk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Help me up. Okay. Here we go. On three. What's on your arm? Oh. Uh, what? McKinley is gone. I... I, I don't... Miranda, look at me. Do you remember writing this? Here we go. Easy. Easy. Okay. I suppose that could have gone better. (laughs) That was a colossally bad idea. You you scared the living daylights out of me, Miranda. Your wires started scrambling and and then in the middle of it, you, you, you... Right after, they were dragging you into Sun's office. I, I was ready to start kicking doors down. I'm sorry. I just... I, I knew I was getting close. I didn't know what it was. I, I should have legged it the moment I twigged something was wrong. But I just thought... I just... I couldn't leave it at that. Yeah, I know. Did they see your mic? I don't think so. I walked to the medic office pretty much on my own. Might have grabbed a wall for support, then collapsed. I lost an earbud, though. Um, Reva might be mad at me. Nice timing, by the way. Mm-hmm. M- McKinley's gone. I think I knew. It was just this gut feeling. Like, I could feel it happen. He... I felt him fade away. Quick as light, I literally felt him disappear and... and leave this... this gap and... there was nothing I could... I couldn't even... I... God... God... That was the most horrible thing I've... I've ever... Hey, hey. It's okay. It's alright. You're safe now, right? You're okay. You're safe. Station to Station is a production of Procyon Podcast Network. This episode was written by Alex Yoon and directed by Alex Yoon and Andrea Clausen. Music composed by Dominic Wright. Sound engineering by Aaron S. Featuring the voice of Emily Wong and Joe Chang as Miranda Chen. Nadine El Amami as Janelle Cochrane, Laura Guzman as Riva Santiago, Zach Labresco as Sebastian Fredrickson, Kristen DiMacurio as Jackie Simmons, Ariana Park as 
Dr. Sun, Jack Pevihouse, and Julia Straffini. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.